What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of On the Power Play. It's me, your boy Brian, always joined by my fantastic co-hosts, Adam and Matt. Gentlemen, how are we doing? October dream, baby. Oh, man. Waking, waking up in the morning, and it's like 37 degrees. I'm like, oh, yeah. yes. That, yeah, that does feel good. It feels yes. good for a notorious sweater like myself. Oh, the fall. Oh, a window open so I don't have to waste electricity on an AC unit. Even better. Oh, it's so good. It's a beautiful thing. Breathing Adam, in how about cold yourself? Air. You enjoying it? Uh, about as much as I can. What, are you not going outside? I mean, what chance do I get? <laughs> That's fair. You do. You work indoors. You live indoors. I don't know. Either the walk to the car. Any, any this more? This is true. I'll give you enjoyable? that. Enjoyable? Drive to work. Drive to work. Drive to work. Windows down because a nice little chill in the air. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I'm there. Glass of heat. Turn off the heat. Turn down the windows. Oh yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, but even better October stuff. Now, unfortunately, uh, actually not unfortunately, but everybody listening to this episode will have already witnessed and experienced it. But the frozen frenzy currently going Ooh. on. Uh, it hasn't. It hasn't hit the actual. Um. Frenzy Red yet. zone situation yet? That's going to be happening at uh, eight, I believe, seven to seven. eight p.m. Seven to eight, yeah. Well, it starts at seven to eight on ESPN Plus, and then for the rest of us, it's eight till like one thirty a.m. when the Flyers and the the Vegas game concludes. Um, Matt, are you are you planning on staying up for the Flyers game after the Phillies game? Join yeah. me. I, I already <laughs> had. It. I was going to stay up no matter what. I was hoping to do. get. I was hoping to nap, get like an hour's nap. Nah. You were like, "We need to record today." I'm Ride like, it out. No, nah, dude. Look, you don't need a nap. You don't need it. We're young. We're young still. We're good. Are we? But yeah, yeah no, no. Although uh, this is coming from the guy that's up at like six in the morning most nights, so I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you don't. You don't sleep. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I thought you, you weren't. Yeah, you weren't a sleeper, anyways. How does um, one sell a cell? How does one sell and also spell sleep? Hmm. Well, with actually mo- uh, a lot of the letters from both those words, uh, if you just Yo, you're right. put it together. Um, <laughs> but the Frozen Frenzy, cool, cool concept. If I'm the NHL, though, maybe I don't try to pull that off during the Major League Baseball playoffs. Like, obviously, they, they didn't know for a fact there would be a game on when they did the scheduling. But you have to understand, like, first of all, Two sports that so basketball starts tonight as well. So two sports that usually beat you in televised statistics. One is confirmed starting tonight, and then the other has their hottest part of their season right around the corner and currently. Right? Do you think the NHL maybe should have just tried this in like December or maybe late November or something like that? Is there not another time they're going to do this? No, I don't know. I don't know that I haven't heard. I haven't seen a schedule for I it. I think this is the only night. That, I mean, it's marketed, I think, as the only night it's happening. I could be mistaken. It's the only night that there's going to be 32 teams playing 16 games. <clears throat> so. Um, I probably at the end of the day, it's tough. You know, I kind of the NHL's kind of never really. I mean, they have with football. They never they consider football in in, for, in forms of their scheduling, right? But then again, the, they know that uh, the NLCS would reach a game seven, and right. uh, 
I think they don't care about the NBA. <laughs> I mean, they're not, they, they don't really think they're intertwining with NBA uh, viewership. So, but I mean, it kind of interferes. It doesn't even interfere with the people that are going to be watching the NLCS game, i.e., us Philadelphia fans. Because, well, game, kind of in a way, though, because it starts at eight, eight oh seven. Eight oh seven, right? And then we'll no, no. I, I meant the frenzy. Oh, the oh, the frenzy. Like, yes. yeah, the actual coverage. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That that's that's important. Yeah. But look at now at in this day world, we're a lot selfish. It's okay <laughs> to be selfish. That's fair. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Phillies are on eight oh seven first pitch. They should be ending around ten forty five around that time, and then uh, Flyers at eleven. So. Kind of perfect timing. I agree. I, as as a Philadelphia fan, that works out really well, actually. But uh, and honestly, they could have looked at it and been like, "Oh, we're gonna like do one of the coolest things we can do, schedule wise, when basketball starts as a direct fu to basketball," which is the way I'm gonna view it because I hate basketball. But <laughs> that's just that's just a me thing. Adam, how about what's your opinion on the, on the Frozen Frenzy? You like it? You hate it? Uh- I'm going to reserve most uh, judgment until I see how they actually execute it. But on paper, I think it's a great idea. Right. Uh, Right. I mean, it's a proven concept with the NFL. Granted, the NFL is by and large the biggest sport in America right now. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a little bit different, but I kind of look at it as the NHL trying to kind of break into or break through all the sports noise right now i mean you get all 32 teams playing on the same night granted yes you know you've got the nlcs going on you got football but now it's just more eyes on the product that if someone say at a bar you can have the baseball game on one tv frozen frenzy on the other tv and you just bounce back and forth and you can go like oh shit that's a crazy goal that just got scored how am i not watching hockey right Right. And yeah, I do think that it's going to have because uh, I was thinking about this. I was like, is it going to have the same amount of opportunities to show itself off like football has? Because you can pretty much guarantee in a given football game, a team's going to reach the red zone or a game is going to have a team reach the red zone relatively consistently at least seven plus times, maybe five to seven area times in a game that a team's going to reach the red zone. So you have coverage it with the way they're doing it with the NHL one is when a goal is scored or when a team is on the power play. But I think the math kind of works itself out, but I think they might have to do a little bit more stretching depending on if they plan to do this uh, more times throughout the year, because it's not always. And it's actually, I believe only the third time in league history that every team is playing on the same night. Um, However, I agree with you, Adam, in theory, Kick-ass idea. Love the staggered schedule. I think it's a very cool thing. Uh, To keep moving forward, unfortunately, on a night like no other in the NHL, we will not be seeing the NHL's greatest talent at this point, as uh, Connor McDavid, unfortunately, is going to be missing his first games because of injury in more than three years, as uh, they announced, the Oilers announced on Sunday, the reigning Hart Trophy winner would be out one to two weeks because of an upper body injury he sustained in the third period of the Winnipeg Jets game on Saturday, quote uh, from uh, uh, their head coach Woodcroft, 
Uh, quote, I think the way I took the news yesterday, I tried to hint towards it after the game. We think it's something more muscular than anything. Sometimes that takes time and it's good news. I, I take that as good news and I take that time frame that we put out there yesterday as good news. We'll see how he does. He just needs to get healthy here. Um, he is not ruled out for the Heritage Classic, which I believe is going to take place. I think it's this weekend. Is, I think it's this weekend. He hasn't been ruled out, even though the timetable says one to two weeks. Um, really unfortunate that this, this happens to, you know, the best player on the the eve of one, uh, like a cool thing the NHL is trying to do. And the Heritage Classic, obviously you want him playing. So hopefully he heals up, but I don't think one to two weeks is really going to move the needle on the Edmonton Oilers right now. However, when you kind of look at the Oilers uh, generally, even with, uh, Connor McDavid, um, not off to the hottest start, uh, with a one, three and one record right now after the loss to Winnipeg on Saturday. Now you have no McDavid. You still have Leon Dreisaitl, obviously you still have, um, you still have Patrick Kane and, and not Patrick Kane, you still have Vander Kane. They could have Patrick um, Kane. They could if they wanted to. Um, I don't know if the what, money works out, but Hey, who cares about money? What do you guys think and hear about this Edmonton team? Currently one, three, and one. No McDavid for who knows, one to two weeks, maybe less, but not off to a great start. Do you think this has any impact on how the team is built? Do you think they'll bounce back? What are our thoughts there? I'll let you lead off, Adam. Um, all right. It was actually kind of perfect. So I was listening to uh thirty two thoughts earlier today, actually. Um, I think it was yesterday's episode. Um but Friedman was talking about how he doesn't suspect that McDavid's going to make the Heritage Classic simply because the team's going to hold him back. Mm -hmm. They they don't he or he felt that the the team doesn't want to take that risk. It's an outdoor game, uncontrollable conditions. You don't know what could happen. It's happened to Sidney Crosby in the Winter Classic years ago, and that's not something you know you want your star. Yeah. It's when not he got, something a decade a con- ago. When he got a concussion cow. against Washington. Yeah. Yeah. When he went like, back to back yeah. concussions. That yeah. was like 2012, I think. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Feel old yet? Oh, oh God. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not something you want to rush a star player back into. 11, I think. Um, so there was that factor. Um, and then they were also talking about, at this point, the message with the coach. I think it's uh, Jay Woodcroft. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got the name right. Yeah. Yep. Um, they were thinking that now is the time to sit the team down and be like, hey, the season starts now. All right. Put all the losses behind you. We don't have McDavid. This is your guys' moment to step up. The season starts now. Let's do this, Um, which I think I kind of agree with. You need to – everyone needs to step up definitely, for one. You can't be relying on McDavid forever. Mm-hmm. And you have to look at it now as our season starts now. It's early. You can turn things around. Um, you get hot without McDavid. When McDavid comes back, that could bolster his his stats and his output way more than what it was now. Um, and I think of all the people that would want to hear that, Evander Kane probably wants to hear that after his comments. I think what was it last night, early this morning, saying that oh, I didn't get enough play time in the first, so I just figured I'd fight. No, it was during yeah. the game. Yeah. It was like during, during the yeah, game. Yeah, I think it was in between periods. I'm almost certain. better. <laughs> yeah, that's I didn't see uh, it till this morning. There's definitely some I'm not gonna say locker room turmoil, but there's definitely, you know, everybody seems pretty pissed, which you know, if, if you th- if you take it and you do do right by it and you take that as motivation, it can be a good thing. 
Um, but obviously that remains to be seen. And I agree with you, Adam. I do believe this is a chance for the coaching staff to go, all right, we need to hit the reset button here because what has happened so far is not the type of game we were planning on playing. And also I think a lot of it has to do with Jack Campbell finding himself again in net. Um, he's obviously struggled a bit. Uh, Skinner, their backup, has struggled a bit. Um, I, I do believe those two will get back on the horse, but no better time than the present for this this team, right? If if without Connor McDavid, they start looking better, they start winning games, you get that kind of guy back, it can really only go up from there. Uh, Matt, what do you think? All right. Well, I had the fortunate pleasure of being in attendance of one of their games. Any news? Adam? No, I was going to make a stupid joke, Matt. I was going to let Matt go. You can let your stupid joke. But I've had the fortunate pleasure of being at one of Edmonton's uh, first couple games um, when they came to Philadelphia and they laid a, a real one-goal goose egg against them and took got the L. Too. Yeah, got outplayed, got outscored, basically got out outmanned by the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, their coach was fucking pissed off. Oh, yeah. Like, same same word that I just used. It's just unaccept unacceptable. So you can tell the coach is just pissed off. Um, not not to mention a couple games you know, down the line, Winnipeg. They play Winnipeg. They take an L. And one of their other best players, Vander Kane, only plays a couple minutes, and the only minutes he got, he got into a scrappy poo and sat in on the sat in the penalty box even more. So it's. it's this is a really unsettling, unsettling locker room right now. Yeah. And now that like your captain, your leader can't be there right now for like kind of to be like, listen, boy, it's like one shift at a time. We know what we can do offensively. Let's get the fucking pocket, go to work. Um, they, the he's not there stuff. to do that. Yeah, get exactly. The fucking fucking go to work. I love that, by the way. <laughs> T-shirt. Love, love that. Um, oh. That's incredible. Anyway, right. keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but it doesn't seem like it will because of the turmoil. I think this struggle is going to go a little farther and you might see coaching change come two weeks. Wow. Two weeks. Ooh. Two weeks in weeks. two weeks, three weeks. I mean, I'm not making predictions. This, I'm laying down a timetable of like sure when they pull the cord on this, right? Because the more you know, and I don't even criticize what the coach said because it's true. I mean, what are you saying is true? It's unacceptable. You got to pay no. by the Philadelphia Flyers. Not, I mean, not to say that the Flyers have been playing really hard at the beginning of the year, so kudos to my boys, the Fly Guys. But you know, yes, uh, <clears throat> there was there's expectations for the talent of this team, and they are falling well short of it. Mm-hmm. And it's the talent of this team's not going to change. Like the lineup's still going to stay the same. So a new voice would probably have to come in and kind of write the ship. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, I, I mean, it's I I was saying I wanted to say in the group chat, but I didn't get. Sh- the chance to say it. Um, Connor McDavid, man, he is just he's a hockey fan's favorite player. Like mm-hmm. he's like Ovi that can skate faster. Like he loves physical contact. 
he wants their best defender on him all the fucking time. Like he just he wants that shit. Like yeah. that that's awesome. Like it's yeah. fuck it's fucking awesome. And but, for, um, for good reason too, because he's he's fun to watch. Yes. Uh but you know, I mean, not to cross sports, you know, every you oh, know, no. speaking with uh the Philadelphia oh, Eagles, no. Lane Johnson, okay. Yeah, our Lane Johnson was supposed to be out week to week with uh an ankle injury and uh he came back next game. He did give up his first sack in three calendar years though. So like that kind of sucks. Because I, mean, I had it, I had fun hanging my hat on that though. But you know, <laughs> but, but he came back. I mean he, he did. said I'm ready yep. to play. Mm-hmm. And I find it hard to believe that they're gonna hold Connor McDavid out for the Heritage Classic. Like who who punch a trainer in the face and tell him to put a put me in the lineup. Yeah, so, Jay Jay Woodcroft did say, quote, I've learned when it comes to Connor, nothing is off the table. So right. If, he, that, if Connor's probably, saying he's yeah. gonna play in a heritage class, like for the love of God, he's gonna play. Yeah. So, if he if he turns to you and goes, "I'm playing," go, hey, "Yes, sir. Yeah. Let me dry your gloves." Yeah. Yes, off. Captain. Give me a moment. Yeah. Yes. Here's for your sure. Stick. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> you go out there, big guy. You have fun. Um. Right. Two so, two points. Uh. To to make uh one on Jay Woodcraft maybe getting uh the the yank. Uh, the obviously, you'd want to because with Mike Bob with Mike Babcock out there. Oh Jesus! You know you want to bring him in. Oh um, Jesus! You look, you look at a lot of teams that had quote unquote expectations mm-hmm. and have gotten off to sluggish starts. Yeah, you the know, league Edmonton, looks wide open right now, which Edmonton, is kind of cool. Ten, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. I mean Pittsburgh. I mean yeah, that guy won two Stanley Cups there, but they're another thing. Would be like. They got they got to save the season. You might look at him as you know a guy that might get the hook. Light, Lightning are struggling. The Maple Leafs yeah. are struggling. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're more towards the like middle part of the the sure, power sure, rankings. Sure. But, but I was the talking about the actual hurricanes, hurricanes are on the bottom of the bottom yeah. of the power rankings. Yeah, they are struggling. I don't yeah. think Brendan Moore is in the hot seat, but something's got to get. Yeah, um, um, yeah, for sure. Right. So you might look at you know. Three or four teams that might be having coaches on the hot seat right now, which will be interesting if a bunch of teams make that uh, decision at the same time. You can basically just see coach swap happen all over the place, which I would, I would find interesting to to see how they would react as a league, how the teams would react, all that jazz. But uh, uh, and then point number two in talking about Ovi, just for a quick sec, uh, if anybody was watching the game last night, uh, for for you folks listening. Today, the game last night between the the Caps and the Maple Leafs. I don't know what Alex Ovechkin was doing in the first period when he just decided to skate full speed into a crowd <laughs> in front of the net with just no no ideas of trying to get the puck at all. Just skated into everyone and into the back of the net. I they they scored. It did get called for goaltender interference because duh, but a very funny. Because I was sitting there on my couch before we started recording, and I watched it happen. I went, "What the fuck did I just what? What just what happened? What what were you doing there?" I think I yelled Jesus while I watched <laughs> yeah, what, it into. What, what were we doing? Um, that was funny, but uh, we'll we'll see how the Oilers react to uh, not having their captain uh, moving forward here for maybe the next two weeks or so. 
Uh, another injury of note here as Taylor Hall re-aggravates his uh, injured shoulder and gets put on the uh, the IR. Um, he uh, he has two assists in five games um, and came over to the Blackhawks with an offseason trade to the from the Bruins. Um, you know, the Blackhawks not playing terrible so far. Obviously, they're not playing great uh, because, you know, they're not built to do so. But with a two and four record, they've been showing flashes of talent. And uh, having a guy like Taylor Hall on the roster matters a lot because that's a veteran presence and uh, a once uh, superstar to show Connor Bedard the way type of deal since there's no Patty Kane there. Um, and that's going to be kind of a bit of a loss for this uh, for this team. Uh, when he, he hits the IR, I believe he's uh, going to be out. Um, so it's going to be a week because of the IR stint. Uh, and then he's going to miss the road trip. So it could be two, maybe three weeks that he's on the IR with the uh, re-aggravated shoulder. Uh, obviously, again, not a team that's built to compete right now, but how do you think losing a Taylor Hall and maybe uh, a couple more times this season, depending on how his shoulder heals, could impact Connor Bedard's development, or do you think that doesn't really matter at all? I'll leave this one up. I don't think it'll matter as far as Connor's development because he's a really, really – really mature player for being such a a young 18 year old as far as the team i mean you could say they're not playing terrible but i i wouldn't i wouldn't put them at the middle of the pack i think they're a bottom tier team i mean i was watching yeah you could say they'll probably compete well against teams that are kind of middle tier power ranking teams Mm-hmm. But when they're going to face the quote-unquote upper echelon teams in the National Hockey League, like, it's going to be not pretty. Right. I was watching uh, when they played Colorado in Colorado, and you this that game was like the definition of the ice is tilted. Like, yeah, Chicago could not get yeah. any, any freaking offensive zone time. When they did, it was right out of the zone. They yeah. were playing defense. They were the the Colorado Avalanche were like the Harlem Globetrotters. Harlem Globetrotters game, yeah. And uh, uh, it's yeah. there's you know you, you, you they are a team in the rebuild, but then again, the Flyers are a team in the rebuild, and they look completely two teams that are completely different. Um, sure. right, and so. As far as the whole team, I mean, it's still it's still going to be a lot of you know punishment towards them. They just they just can't contain the puck, mm-hmm. even with guys like Nick Foligno, a center that has shown he can control the game. Like it's it's not enough. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot that you could do outside of just trying to get out there and develop some talent just because the team's really not built to win anything right now. Um, but do you think uh, missing a Taylor Hall will impact Connor Bedard at all, Adam? In terms of production, maybe. I mean, I I, I said it last week in my hot takes that uh, I don't think he's going to win the, the Calder right, just because right. of the lack of production. Um, and I think Taylor Hall not being there is going to kind of play a role in that for the the little bit that he's going to be gone time will tell i think really what will end up happening i don't think it'll necessarily hurt his development but i think it'll hurt more his production for 
however long hauls out for. Yeah, I and you know the the more that I think upon it, as uh, baffling as it seemed when you said it last week, you do you do make a point. Like he's a very talented player, yes, but when you don't have that kind of production, and there might be other rookies that can produce in the situations that they're in, it's going to be kind of hard to win that trophy. Um, so I can see what you're saying, and I agree. I think a Taylor Hall loss will definitely dip into his production, but I also agree with Matt. Dude's a player. Uh, he's very young, but he he plays a mature game, and he'll he'll learn. He'll be fine. You know, I, I don't I don't see it impacting his uh, his ability to uh, perform and or develop uh, all that much. But sucks for Taylor Hall. Hope that he gets back healthy. Um, to keep on keeping on here, the NHL has heard the outcries of fans and players and even organizations, and has reversed the tape ban. Uh, specifically the pride tape van uh t- pride tape ban goodness gracious um, that was that was the most uh, contentious thing amongst the league um but they've reversed um social causes uh with stick tape is how they're saying it so here's the statement that they released this afternoon on the 24th uh says quote After consultation with the NHL Players Association and the NHL Player Inclusion Coalition, players will now have the option to voluntarily represent social causes with their stick tape throughout the season. Um, First of all, I think this was the right move. It was a good idea for them to backtrack, and I'm happy they they consulted the Players Association and the Inclusion Coalition. Two, and I want to talk to you guys mostly about this. This kind of, if you read it the way it reads, could have some cool shit happen with hockey tape during warmups. I it like, I think that this, the way that this is worded and like, I understand it's mostly about pride tape. We could start doing some cool stuff with tape during warmups, like uh, football players do with my cause, my cleats when they warm up. Right. We could start doing some cool stuff. And I think that could be something that that might be explored. Maybe you guys on yeah, board. Not I so much. I don't see why not. I mean, you figured, I don't know how many. I mean, you could do like a breast cancer one and like cancer, but you also do like, you know, what's going on in the Middle East, like Mm -hmm. supporting Israel. You could do like something like that. Um, The way I'm the way I'm looking at it is the tape at the top of the stick. So there's this uh, a bunch of companies that do it. But the main one, it's called Bud Ends. It's a um, (laughs) a replacement to actual tape. Yeah, you know um, it's a replacement to actual tape where it's almost like a uh, a sticky rubber that gets put on the top and it's Is like the thing consistent. Mark Stone has on the yes the, the end of his stick. Okay, yeah. I was wondering um, what the hell that was. It's it's consistent every time. Like you know, obviously guys that tape their sticks every game, there's obviously consistency there. But there's con- it's consistent every time. It works the same as tape and it lasts longer than tape. I'm thinking you could put some cool stuff printed on there. You know, it's there's definitely somehow that you can put graphics on there, right? We can start doing stuff like that. I think just on that part of the stick, instead of like the blade tape, because obviously guys are very picky about the way their blades are taped, what tape they use, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, I mean, it's me just throwing something out there. I think that could be something that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm all for it. Matt, are you, are you, in, yeah, I, I are like- you invested? I, I I I always like to I like to see you know I like to see people involved in stuff, especially with the league. I hope uh, people get creative with it. Um, I'm tired of the NHL being an old man's old man run league, mm-hmm. and like literally like 
less than a month after you made the decision, you hear the outcry and you're like, ah, oh, we we made the wrong decision. It's like you hear the outcry and one player goes against it. Really? It's yeah. like it took you all this just to realize that you guys made the wrong decision at the start. Like, come on, bro. Like, it's not that effing hard. Let players do what they want to do. Why not? Let them have freedom. Again, if it insults somebody, yeah, then you step in. But, like, if these guys are, you know, standing up for a social cause or, you know, saying what they believe or, like, if they want to do that, they do, they want to represent for a cause or charitable, you know, charity, like, fucking let it do it. Like, why, why you got to yeah. stop this crap? Because all these people that act like snowflakes who have a problem with pride tape and a rainbow tape or, or rainbow jersey want to be like keep politics so sport yeah it's like come <laughs> on bro like why yeah why are all the people who yell snowflakes to like yell snowflakes act like the most snowflake people i was gonna like, say it really turns the whole snowflake term right on its head no Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like look in the mirror, bro. Y'all, look y'all acting mirror. real soft about hockey tape. That's like that's all I'm saying. You're acting soft um, about a hockey jersey for the love of God. Softer than both of those things. Yeah, exactly. ten ply, baby, ten ply. Um, but yeah, I, I, Matt couldn't agree with you more. I think um, it's it's kind of it's kind of dumb that they did in the first place, but good that they backtracked now. Um, like if you have a true problem with it. Like do what you know, you know, bite your lip. It's like you're never gonna get in trouble with biting your lip. For the love of God, it's this is life. Sometimes you gotta bite your lip on things. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta suck. Now with social media, everyone just wants to complain all the time. <laughs> Be like, oh, you're gonna hear me complain, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> You're going to hear me complain. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Man, Matt, Matt coming to the defense of any, Ooh. like, any sort of cause that anybody could, like, get behind. He's coming to the defense of all of them. Um, oh, yeah. Why are people so, so soft? Dude. I know. I know, buddy. And it's the, it's the this one is a hard that say, sport. yeah, it's the one that everyone else says is, uh, is soft. It's uh, acting it. So. Hey, what are you going to do? But good on the NHL and the NHL Players Association to come to an agreement and reverse that because obviously, no duh. Um, duh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty simple. Keep moving forward here. Talk about some uh, team action here. The Detroit Red Wings, otherwise known as the Iser Plan, uh, is in full effect. Uh, they're, they're, they've had one hell of a run to start the year. Uh, going a very nice 5-1-0, and um, one uh, uh, tied in points behind the Bruins in the Atlantic Division. Who saw that come? It, I mean, I did say look out for the Red Wings. Let's not, let's not forget this. Well, I was talking about the Bruins. Oh, the Bruins. I mean, yeah. They'll 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 fail somewhere, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but um, and what's really nice is that they're getting it from the people that they really want to get it from. They're getting it from Alex DeBrinkett. They're getting it from Dylan Larkin. Both numbers one and two in the league right now in points uh, at twelve and eleven. 
Um, Alex Dabrinka or uh, Dylan Larkin, their captain said, quote, it's exciting. I know the fans are excited. We're excited as well, but we're also, we're knowing we need to build off tonight, which I thought was our best performance in that game that he's talking about a six, two win over Calgary. They never let up. That was a savage effort from a team that's hungry, young and built to win. How are you guys feeling about the eyes are playing right now? Cause it looks real good. Eyes are playing legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They, they, the, it was probably the the nail in the coffin to make it work. Getting to break it, I mean, to getting to break yeah. it. He's been on fire. Um, I think, you know, also adding a guy like Ghost, who's kind of went to Arizona, kind of found his game after leaving Philly, and then got traded to Carolina for a playoff run. Didn't make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, lost in the Conference Finals, and, you know, finds at home, and he's been, you know, doing Shane Gosper things on the blue end. Um, excuse me. I think their goaltending's held up well because that was a big problem is, like, you could get, like, strong forwards that were able to hold the puck and, you know, get offensive zone time. But once the puck came to the other end and they got, you know, a couple shot on goals, you know, things were going by, behind the goaltender. And so that the goaltending has stepped up. Um, and it's just kind of the, the vibe, you know. You, it's kind of like the same thing with the Flyers. I mean, I get you can say, like, this team has this and this, yeah. this, and this team has Two that. Two different that, levels that. of rebuild. But sure. it's, a yeah. lot, it's a lot about just the, the vibe with the team. Like – Everyone like in Detroit, they're showing like, "Hey, like, we're a damn good team. Like, mm-hmm. like we know it. Let's show offense." And with the Flyers, it's like, "Hey, everyone thinks we're gonna suck. So let's let's prove them wrong and be a good structured team. And then once we get our offense zoned, you know, let's play fast." And um, not to mention they you know kind of you know tiptoed into the the Eagles culture took the dog mask as their win celebration so when they uh you know when they win a game they got the dog mask on and you want to talk about like like something scary like Cam Atkinson had the dog mask on when uh against Edmonton and they got the black chain and then they got like the black under armor and then the black uh diaper uh, bottom and it's like dude, what a look what a look well <laughs> i mean the 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 whole the whole idea it's of it's a real especially right. like oh, when Lord. you get off to a good start like it doesn't matter where you're projecting to be like you're just riding on that shit you right. know what i mean and and to compare for comparison's sake um you know obviously you could you could say and i think anybody would agree with you that those are um, to two teams in different parts of a rebuild, the uh, the Red Wings at the the end of theirs, the Flyers at the beginning of theirs. But you you look at a team like the Red Wings, and you can look to like two or three years ago and go, well, that's that's what the Flyers team now looked like in Detroit. They're just young and hungry. They just didn't have it all together, but they got there, right? That that the, what Detroit is doing is what a good rebuild is meant to do. Right. It turns you around in two to three years to start being competitive again. And then you build on that until until it winds up. Everybody starts getting old and and you, and you have to start getting rid of guys and then you rebuild again. It's a cycle in the NHL, you know, so I think what they're doing is awesome. 
I'm I'm excited to watch it. I've been saying for a, for a couple of years now that they're a team uh, to to look out for, especially you know when the the emergence of uh, Moritz Cedar uh, started coming around and and uh, ah, what's what's his name? It's escaping me right now. Oh come on! We'll help you out, buddy. Thank we'll you. Help me, you out. Give, me, give me something forward. Well, all right. Uh, Super helpful. I know, right? Yeah, you're welcome. Elmer Soderblom. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um. Oh God, I'm assuming a rookie. JT Comper. I think two years ago. JT Comper. Oh. Robbie Fabry. Oh come on. David Perron. No. Lucas Raymond. Lucas Daniel, Raymond. Thank you. Daniel uh, Raymond. Strong. Lucas Raymond uh, was who I was thinking of when those two really like emerged like two years ago that I was like, this is going to be a team. that's going to be good in a couple. And here they are. And they have the talent. They have the goaltending now. Um, what about you, Adam? How, how are you looking at this? Uh, this Iser plan, this Detroit Red Wings team? I'm low key scared because I feel like we could be looking at the second coming of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's if, if things go the way. I mean, I don't know how how much struggle the Lightning had when Yeiserman started there. But I mean, if, if we compare the two and we see a trend, I think we might have to look out. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's, if, if it does this again, if he's able to pull this off twice, send uh, him he, to San Jose, please. And thank you. <laughs> he's going to, he's going to be a sought after GM. If, if, and when his contract runs up, um, I expect that he kind of likes it in Detroit though. Cause it's considered yeah. where he played his NHL career. So I don't think he'd he'd go anywhere uh, voluntarily as of right now, but what he's what he's been able to do as a GM in this league is something to behold. It really is. Um, you could argue it's the same thing as like how you know good um, Rod Brindamore, another former player, looks as a coach. You know what I mean? the The ability for these former players to come in and upper management and coaching and actually look really good at doing it is is something i got i gotta say it's it's something to to behold right now um but man this this detroit red wings team they're they're gonna be fun to watch for a bit for sure they're gonna be fun to watch um another team right now that's super fun to watch and is on a complete hot streak going undefeated is the vegas golden knights wow um that that is a that is a hockey team right now no signs of a um Stanley Cup hangover at all. Uh, beat the Kraken 4-1, beat the Sharks 4-1, beat the Ducks 4-1. Had an actual close one with the Stars of very competitive team 3-2 win. Uh, and, and then beat the Jets 5-3, beat the Blackhawks 5-3. Uh, let me look at their, their goal differential right now. It's, it's Oh, God, I can only imagine. Yeah, they, they are 14, their goal diff. That's, I believe that's highest in the league um probably yeah it's it's highest in the league um by two uh but i mean holy cow what a team do not want to run into them right now do you think that this team's going to have a cold streak based off of you know going to the Stanley cup finals or do you think that we have another tampa bay lightning on our hands for you know okay if we're going to compare there still early still very early right uh depends on if they stay healthy and um you know, you can say that, but hockey, you know, it, it can be a lot like baseball. I know there's, you know, half as many games in hockey as there is in baseball. Right. But yeah. it's a lot of ebbs and flows. Like, you know, when you're on a heater, you try and ride the heater. 
And then, uh, you know, if you're not on a heater, you're kind of teetering. But then, you know, a skid, you go skidding. And, you know, you're trying to find pieces to just stop it. Um, I think they are structurally sound that they won't go on a long skid. They are that good. But, you know, they could, you know, fall to earth and kind of, you know, be like a five and five and uh, like a six and four ten last ten games and like mm-hmm. consistently as like December January comes along, and uh, you know a lot can happen. But right now, yeah, no, no hangover whatsoever. They've played a lot of home games and they got a real home ice advantage, mm-hmm. so that also plays well into it. And uh, they're just defensively sound. I mean, they've they've let up what like eight goals. Yeah, so far, so far they have let up eight. Yeah, eight goals. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's <laughs> that's that's, that's that nuts. is that is tough. Yeah, yeah. So and um, their their ability to just kind of continue to lock down teams even even teams that i mean i wouldn't say that they other than the stars that they've played any teams that are like really popping off the page for me um but their ability to just lock down and do the work that needs to be done and just walk away with a win and just make it feel easy no matter what that helps now obviously you're right uh matt having a majority home game to start the season against um Teams like the Ducks, the Sharks, the Blackhawks, the Kraken, that's going to help. But what happens when they start playing real competitive teams in the middle of the stretch? You know, you got Avs, you have uh, teams like the, um, even the Penguins. They're, they're you know, they're, not, they're obviously not off to a great start so far, but they're a competitive team. You're going to have to play the Oilers. You're going to have teams. Know, that are, I don't know, man. Pittsburgh's slow. They are yeah, slow. They look old. They are slow. They look real old. Um, which we knew going into the season, but we were we were wondering if they would be able to get through that. But uh, as Adam always says, Pittsburgh's going to Pittsburgh, so yeah, uh, they'll probably make the playoffs somehow. Uh, Adam, what about you? What do you think about this Golden Knights team? Absolutely looking petrifying in the beginning here. Yeah, I did not expect to see this kind of result this early on. I mm-hmm. figured, like anything, you get the the Stanley Cup hangover. A couple guys still banged up after a long playoff run. But they've come out guns a blazing. It's looking like we're gonna get back to back for them. Um, like Matt said, young season time will tell. Hockey is a weird sport where anything can happen. But at the same time, I look at a team that's gone through two separate stints in their their entire um, tenure in the league, where they had to cycle through like six goaltenders, mm-hmm. and it didn't slow mm-hmm. them down at all. Like, what do you do? And not to mention that you've got probably, you could call this a hot take, really. You might have the hottest goalie tandem in the league with Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. Yeah. And they're young. Yeah. And really talented. <laughs> Which is even scarier. Because it's like they're not going anywhere anytime soon unless, you know, their contracts are up and the well, I and think, Vegas doesn't want to sign them. But I think Logan Thompson might be in a contract year. And he's oh, yeah. only making like eight hundred and fifty k. He's oh yeah, I forgot he's on his he's on he's, his uh, he's on an entry deal. Entry, if yeah. that because I don't think he was a draft. I think he was a just a free agent pickup out of college, and he's <laughs> he's looking to get massively paid. 
Let's see here. For Vegas. If you um, tell me he's got two more years left, I'm going to cry. Hold on now. Yeah, he's got two more years left. Jesus they, fucking uh, they Christ. Both, I'm, they both do. I'm out. They're, yeah, they're and Logan Thompson's making league minimum uh for his ELC. What and uh Aiden Hill's making four point nine. I mean that I can understand because nobody saw Aiden Hill. Like no, I no knew he was coming, good. Obviously. I didn't think he was that good. And now well, I hate the sharks for getting rid of him again. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it, it it is really looking like a situation where this team's not going to be bad for a very long time. And it's about time to buckle in. I'll never say that uh, teams are going to go back to back, especially in hockey. Again, to reiterate, weird sport. Um, but they definitely look like they're poised to do it. They look like they're poised know, to make a couple of runs. If you look at the trends of the the the, uh, the last Stanley Cup winners, yeah, uh, the, you, a lot see, of you see a lot of the same teams in making the Cup finals back to back years. You know, and it's kind of that trend of like. You know, you get through the regular season and you're a team that's built for the postseason. So mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. it now, 82 and 0. I don't give a shit. 82 and 0, you're calling 82 it. 82 and 0. Hey, I'm sorry no. they lose tonight. 81 and 82. Only two losses. It's the Flyers. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Their first loss tonight. That's what I'm talking about. That's also why I Let's said go. 82 and 0 because I would love them to just lose. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, it drinks drinks them, of course, as as one would uh, in Sorry, your situation. Um, Sorry, mom. Yeah, now no, she'll she'll be fine. She'll be fine. She's gonna have a very <laughs> competitive team for a very long time. She'll be okay. Um, but yeah, that that is a team I would not wish upon anybody right now. However, I do have the Flyers cover the spread tonight. So let's just get that out of the All way. Right. Uh, <laughs> push, push that news. Yeah, push that news on the pod. Yeah, right. Hey, it's one and a half. I think the Flyers can cover that, okay? Bringing the BBC yeah. back? What's happening here? Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. Don't. <laughs> I lost so much money doing that. Because um, <laughs> I, I always told the fans I would ride with them. And, you know, sometimes I, I'm not good at making these picks. Um, I so much now, actually. Now that I think about it. Oh shit! Yeah. Killed Bing. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, all right. came in too hot. To uh, to wrap up the podcast here, uh, just one more note in the NHL right now. A little cool bit from NHL.com and the developers there as they drop the uh, or they launch the website NHL.com/slash/edge. Drop that Ooh. on Monday. Uh, so basically what that is, is it's going to be a um, uh, it's going to be a place to see advanced stats um, that isn't J Fresh, although. Sorry, J Fresh has been doing it. What I think is better than this and for a much longer time. Um, for those of you who don't don't know who who he is, go ahead and follow him on Twitter. He does fantastic stuff. Um, but. Uh, this is from Russell Levine, the NHL group vice president. Um, he said, quote, we've been working on this for years. You've seen it in broadcast with the shot speeds and player identification. What we want to do is bring some of that to the fans. Uh, so the NHL has spent the past decade exploring new technology to gather new data uh, with puck tracking and player tracking. Um, the, uh, the the They said here the, the challenge with this work is how do you take it all raw positional data and create some meaningful information out of it? The logical uh, starting place is measurable speed, distances, frequencies, locations. And so that's what we've been doing here on the site. I took a gander. Um, and it feels like a lot of information that doesn't really tell me anything. If you get what I'm saying, like, and the, the way I tested this is I, I thought of 
what's a player that no one is going to care about the intangible stats that I could look up right now? So I decided to to look up um, Nick Delorier just because Ooh. that that really does it for me. That that makes me feel like somebody that no one's going to want to know the intangible stats about. And yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of it. It kind of goes into the, uh, you know, uh, his skate speed, his shot power, where he's the mo- where he's the most deadly um, on the on the ice and where he's the most effective on the power play or the penalty kill, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, you know, it feels like a lot of information that maybe spends some more time on taking that information and making it more consumable for the average fan which it sounds like they were trying to do well i mean it's an exciting thing um but obviously i think it needs some needs some work to to be frank how you guys feel about the the product are you guys planning on using it do you think that's something super cutting edge that you'd like to to see revamped yeah i mean i'm pretty good at you know the eye eye test of (laughs) you know and explain my eye (laughs) test but uh, yeah, I'll look into it, see you know what I think I find cool, and be like, oh yeah, um, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, um, someone that if you if you haven't Jacob, seen it, it's hard Jacob to Slave, yeah, Jacob Slavin does this amount, this amount per ice time, and this that. I remember talking to uh my grandpa because you know, yeah, I've told you guys before, my yeah, family's loved office. hockey since like beginning of the flyers even beforehand <laughs> loved going to games beforehand my grandpa would tell me stories about or watching bobby Orr play and he goes i never seen a hockey player be able to do so much in one shift than bobby Orr. like this guy could do it all on every single part of the ice in a two minute 10 shift and he was just like, I'm like, what? And I'm like, and he's like, seriously. He's like, I saw this guy win a puck battle on the boards, make that first pass out of the zone, follow the puck up ice, stay at the blue line, keep the puck in the blue line, fucking get an A-plus chance, back check, prevent a rush from coming back, and then start another rush up the ice on a two-minute ten shift. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. I mean – First of all, the shifts aren't that long anymore, A. Um, right. But I, I agree. You don't see that, you know. That's something that the eye test can can handle for you. I agree. Um, but I think this is for more, the more analytical fan, and I think that the, the league understands that those fans are, are you know, uh, going to soon be in the majority. Uh, I myself am a numbers nerd, but I just I just like my information, you know, from elsewhere. The, the You know, for example, Jay Fresh has been doing it longer and I think doing it better. Um, but kind of cool. The NHL is trying to uh, take a foray into this a little bit. Adam, what's your opinion? I tried to get into advanced stats. I didn't understand it. I quickly gave up. It's right around the time the podcast started, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, as someone whose eyes need a little assistance, I can't really trust them with the eye test. So I don't know <laughs> how good that does me. But uh, just taking a peek at the website while you guys were talking, I, I agree with you, Bing. It's a little... A little bit of information that not many people, I think, are going to care too much about. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I know you mentioned that them trying to make this for the casual fan, but the casual fan is not going to care about these kind of stats. Right. The casual fan is going to care about the stats that are right on your normal website, 
the goals, Goal, the assists, assists, the points. Yep. Maybe plus minus if you want to get into the the nitty gritty of that. The advanced stats. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get to the real advanced stats. Um, that's about like as far as my advanced stats go. I I look heavily at plus minus when it gets into the the double digits. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a good idea on paper. It just needs to be a little, little refined. And I think they'll yeah. get there. Yeah. And, I, and look, that, that kind of stuff can be, can be flushed out. Obviously. I think that that's a, um, a reasonable goal for, for the NHL to achieve, but a good place to start, I think. And I think it's going to be a cool product. So we'll, we'll keep track of that as the season goes on. Maybe, if, maybe it turns into something. If they were smart, they would reach out to Jay Fresh and offer him a job. A hundred percent, because that dude, like, That's although I'm like, looking at his, I'm looking at his Patreon right now, and he's bagging eight thousand three hundred and one dollars a month. I um, was one of those people, and I gave up. So I currently am. Um, oh, look at you! So you know, I'm. I'm. You're welcome, Jay Fresh. By the way, um, shout out. But, get him on the pod. Let's get him on the pod. Let's get Jay Fresh <laughs> on the pod. How about it? Um, hey, we. Oddly enough, I feel like we could. Actually, if we enough. sent him a D, we might be able to gain some traction there. How about you just pop off a DM to his ex uh, account, um, which sounds weird saying, by the way. Yeah, uh, Twitter, gonna... <laughs> Twitter for for those wondering what I was. <laughs> no, we're not we're reaching gonna... out to his 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 ex, uh, you know, girlfriend and or boyfriend. Um, nah, um, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, well, I'm Adam might. Now. He's unhinged. We don't know. <laughs> um, well, before this goes all the way downhill. Thanks again for listening, folks. We we do appreciate you every week uh, hitting the play button. Obviously, we're getting some fans back since hockey season's back, Ooh. which is awesome. Welcome, folks. We understand why you wouldn't want to stay through the offseason. We get it. We respect it. Um, but thanks for coming back. Go follow us on our social medias on to, on X. Oh, there it is. And uh, Instagram at OTPP pod on both of those. Adam, go ahead and plug that Twitch. Twitch.tv slash on the power play. Uh, Chell is Chell. It will be coming soon. Uh, Twitch.tv slash on the power play. That's all I got. I can't say any more about it. <laughs> it's a, it sells itself. It's a, it's crazy. Um, but again, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you. We out.